One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. You will remember almost every pro wrestler on this list. For some, you can probably even name a handful of killer matches that you recall quite fondly. Others, eh, not so much. But everyone here has one thing in common. WWE booked them into oblivion with at least one horrific singles run that you probably cannot recall. So I am Gareth here from What Culture Wrestling and here are 10 rubbish WWE singles runs you totally don't remember. Number 10, Planet Stasiac. The one-time meet, oh yes, that happened, and Kurt Angle fodder left for WCW in early 2000, and found modest success as a member of the upstart Natural Born Thrillers group. Then Vince McMahon hoovered up the remnants of his competition when it folded, and Stasiak found himself back in the Fed. Seeking something new following some nondescript appearances as part of the Invasion story, Sean was reimagined as Planet Stasiak in 2002. The general gist of this wacky gimmick was that Stasiak believed he was from outer space and was guided by rhyming voices which screamed inside his own head. It was as good as some quasi-modern update on Damien Demento was ever gonna be. And Sean eventually left WWE for good that September. The highlights of his stint as Planet, no less than 15 runs as hardcore champion that you definitely don't recall. They were over in a flash, put it that way. Number 9, Jackson Andrews. WWE went through a phase of trying on various managers for ultra-talented in-ring Tyson Kidd for a spell on C-level programming in 2011. Everyone from Michael Hayes and Vicky Guerrero to Matt Stryker and Armando Estrada had a turn. But they were all just pale imitations, man. Jackson Andrews got their first baby. What's that you don't remember, Mr. Andrews? Well, that might be because J.A. only turned up on telly a handful of times in late 2010 before being fired back down to developmental for more fine-tuning. He wasn't fully trained and was rushed to screens due to his physical size, basically and he was then released in May 2011. The whole experiment was a quite senseless waste of everyone's time. Kid didn't need a heater like Andrews. Shawn Michaels enlisting Diesel this was not. WWE later slid Tyson back into the tag team division before serious injuries ended his career. Meanwhile, Big Jackson retired from the biz immediately post-release. Now here's a question for you. Who is your favourite muscle slash manager in wrestling history? It's probably not Andrews, but whoever it is, let me know in the comment section down below. Number 8, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Every kid grows up dreaming of headlining WrestleMania as a human baseball, right? Okay, maybe not. But Vince McMahon tried to turn career enhancement talent Steve Lombardi into just that exactly twice. He experimented with the MVP gimmick in 1993, then morphed into Abe Knuckleball Schwartz again the following year. Shockingly, it tanked on both occasions. I know, who saw that coming? Fans just didn't take old Abe seriously, nor did they put 
particularly care about the ongoing Major League Baseball strikes gripping the sports news back then. Yep, this attempt to capitalize on some real-world dirt did sod all other than give Lombardi another costume to stare at the lights whilst wearing. Things were so rubbish for Steve that he even found himself doing the J-O-B for Bob Holly and PJ Walker. That being just incredible before Paul Heyman's mega-cool ECW turned him into someone worth watching on house shows and various lower-tier TV shows. This was not a home run. <laughs> I'm sorry. Number 7. Just Joe Anybody who has spent even 5 minutes in a pro wrestling locker room could tell you that it's like high school with more spandex. There's a lot of bitching and playground nonsense behind the scenes. That's just the way it is. But such silly drama created the Just Joe character in 2000. It wasn't really that much to write home about anyway. Journeyman pro Joe E. Legend assumed the guys, and it saw him act as something of a backstage messenger who'd go out of his way to stir the pot and cause friction between stars. Being honest, the idea had potential, but it was never used properly and sort of fizzled out, then disappeared. You'd have to really pay attention to see anything Joe-related on TV anyway. He didn't get much of a chance on Raw or SmackDown. Jack slash Metal and Sunday Night Heat were this niche crap disturber's stomping grounds for a few months before the writers lost interest. Number 6. D'Lo Brown Sometimes fans throw up their hands and wonder why WWE even bothered to draft up a contract. For D'Lo Brown, such head shaking had nothing to do with his skills inside the ring or legacy with the promotion. In fact, D'Lo was once one of the most over acts on TV during the Attitude Era. His 2008 comeback though? Ugh. WWE proudly touted Brown's return in June 2008, then he was booked to defeat Santino Morella on Raw that July. If fans who recalled D'Lo's glory days from a decade prior were hoping for more of the same magic, then they'd be left disappointed. He was gone by January 2009. His release was one of those cost-cutting exercises that comes around every so often. You know the ones. But it left people questioning why the McMahon family had even re-signed Brown at all. Oh well, at least fans got to hear that absolute banger of an entrance tune once or twice more. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Number 5, Barry Windham. Say what you will about the WWF's cartoonish stalker and new blackjack gimmicks in 1996 and 1997 respectively, but they were knowingly over the top. They were also a departure from Barry Windham's previous run as a respected in-ring workhorse over on the NWA WCW side, and that was oddly welcome. Then they had to go and try to relive Baz Windham, excellent pro wrestler, didn't they? His stint as part of Jim Cornette's dire NWA revival in 1998 exposed the truth. Wyndham wasn't a patch on the thumping, majestic worker he'd been at the end of the 80s. His career had hit the skids big time, and it had never properly recovered even when he returned back home to Atlanta. If you've ever watched Wyndham versus the likes of the great Muta, Arn Anderson, or Ric Flair, then do yourself a favor and skip depressing bouts opposite Vader and The Undertaker from 98. Both Raw matches were short, but showed how far Barry had fallen. Number 4, Kane Velasquez. Remember this, SmackDown's debut on Fox was newsworthy for two reasons. First, Brock Lesnar squashed Kofi Kingston to become WWE Champion. Second, Company Creative then immediately followed up on that heartbreak by feeding fans ex-UFC man Kane Velasquez as their new babyface hopeful. To say people were bummed out would be a massive understatement. Then, Kane marched into Crown Jewel for a Saudi payday and lost to Brock in a mediocre, at best, pay-per-view opener. He'd be gone by April due to budget cuts anyway, but WWE crapped the bed when booking Velasquez in the first place. How could he go on credibly as a badass hero after looking like a complete and utter loser? A former UFC heavyweight champion rocking up on WWE TV would turn heads today, especially now both companies are under the same umbrella. In 2019, it felt a little out of place and unsatisfying, after Kofi had been brushed to one side like an unwanted Christmas prezi. Number 3, Lance Cade. WWE officials were reportedly high on Lance Cade throughout his seven-year stay in the promotion, but he was mainly deployed as a tag team worker alongside Mark Jindrak and, more famously, Trevor Murdoch. By 2008, Creative fancied trying on something different, though, so they split the team and had Lance go out on his own. He'd land beside Chris Jericho during Y2J's feud with Shawn Michaels. For some reason, the writers mentioned but almost downplayed the fact Shawn had trained Lance. They spoke about it sporadically, but most of the focus went on Jericho's antics, and the whole alliance was brought to a screeching halt when WWE released Cade following his mysterious seizure incident on a flight between shows. That was a wrap on his company career. The Jericho stuff was sinking before then, admittedly. It didn't interest fans quite as much as WWE clearly thought it would, and seemed to get in the way of the rivalry between Jericho and HBK more than anything. Number 2, Bam Neely. You might recall a big fella hanging around the back during segments involving Edge and Vicky Guerrero on SmackDown throughout 2008. That big chap was one Bam Neely. He debuted earlier the same year as Chavo Guerrero's bodyguard, and he'd get to appear in skits opposite The Undertaker and Kane for his troubles. It wasn't a bad gig, actually, but it did not last. Chavo blamed Bam for a loss and slapped him Bobby Heenan on Andre the Giant style. If this was supposed to launch Neely headfirst into a breakout babyface run for 2009, then that plan failed. He'd show up a few more times on episodes of ECW before fading away. Here's the thing, fans had never actually been given much of a reason to care about Bam beyond his role as a heavy for La Familia. His entire WWE run is like the answer to some obscure trivia question, which really says everything about how much of a splash he made on his own. Number 1, Animal. Oh dear. Despite being one of the most beloved tag teams ever, the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom didn't experience too much success in the WWF slash WWE. They were booked horribly for the most part, and that continued even after Hawk's untimely death in 2003. Animal eventually 
actually revived LOD alongside Heidenreich in 2005, but it bombed. Looking for something new to do on his lonesome, the guy launched into a singles career in 06, and it's one of the least memorable solo runs in company history. He turned heel on Matt Hardy in March, then stripped back all of the familiar LOD gimmicks, including the iconic face paints, to become more of a pissed off veteran who felt disrespected. Animal had a bit of a one-man gang vibe to him, but his attempt at a career renaissance went nowhere. Losses to Hardy, Chris Benoit and others were followed by low-key appearances on shows like Velocity. WWE finally released Animal in June 2006 and that was that. And that is also our list. Know of any other rubbish WWE singles runs that people totally don't remember? Well, let us know all about them in the comments section right down below and don't forget to like, share and click on that subscribe button while you are down there. Also, if you like this sort of thing, then please head on over to whatculture.com and find some more fantastic articles just like the one this video you're watching right this second is based on. I've been Rubbish Old Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. Cheers for stopping on by today. Hopefully we'll see you again very, very soon. But in the meantime, just be good to yourself. Bye-bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.